0: Hello, my name is Christopher Domitio, and I'm the author of A Very Good Novel Coronavirus, which you can find in as complete a state as I have it, since I'm writing it on the go during this lockdown. You can find it at vagobond.com, that's V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D.com, or at averygoodnovel.com. Uh, this is chapter three in the previous couple of days. I've read the prologue, A History of the World and Her Apes. Chapter 1, which was titled The Pinnacle of Human Evolution and Conceit, and also Chapter 2, Viral Apes on Parade. Now, get ready for Chapter 3, Sweet Sugar Magnolia. The planet's name was Gaia. She was a beautiful planet, considered to be among the most intelligent by all the other planets, though most of them wouldn't admit it. While other planets had focused on creating dramatic geologic features, gaseous rings, or amazing temperature physics, she'd focused on using the tiniest particles to create the most dramatic change. She was patient. Over 4.5 billion years she had cobbled together something called life, an insignificant recipe of basic elements, and then utilized it to reshape the land, the air, the climate, everything. Gaia was a beautiful genius. Technically, it's not quite correct to say that she was a planet. The planet was more like an outward manifestation of who she was, much like a person can be seen by the world as being represented by their body, but actually, they are a complex series of systems that result in a particular consciousness that interacts with physical reality. It was the same for Gaia. She was a complex series of systems that resulted in a particular consciousness. I can hear you again. I hear you, becoming skeptical of my hippie talk. I understand. I hear where you're coming from. But look, before I lose you, let me give a quick explanation. Here's why you have never met Gaia, even though you have. And here's why you've never heard her speak, even though you have. And here's why this just sounds like a bunch of hippy dippy bullshit. Uh, Because it really is hippy-dippy bullshit. But the bottom line is this. Gaia is too big for you to see. Your brain cannot comprehend her. Even if you were to have a face-to-face conversation with her, you would not believe your senses. Let me put it another way. Have you ever had a conversation with your mitochondria? Have you ever tried to explain something to your DNA? Or, on a totally bigger level, do you think it's possible to reason with your prefrontal cortex? You are simply a tiny little part of Gaia. You, me, Even Donald Trump. We're all little bits of the same mega consciousness. The consciousness is Gaia. And unlike you and your mitochondria or you and Gaia, she actually has the capabilities to recognize us, see us, communicate with us, direct us, and even kill us. Gaia, if you haven't paid attention to this name before, Gaia, it might be time to start paying attention to it now. The planet's name was Gaia. But she preferred to think of herself as Sugar Magnolia. Yes, Gaia was a Grateful Dead fan. She's got everything delightful. She's got everything I need. A breeze in the pines and the sunbright moonlight, lazing in the sunshine. Yes, indeed. I told you this was some hippy-dippy bullshit, but it's not. And here's the proof. In general, people were incapable of recognizing her. But there were those who did. Astronauts looking at her from outer space, they felt the connection and the loss of being disconnected from her. Their vision broadened and gave them the chance to see her. They learned where they, their home really was, and what it was. It wasn't just astronauts, though. Psychonauts frequently met her. I mentioned earlier that Gaia was patient, that she worked with life, that she used her creations to shape her creation. Gaia is the true intelligent design master. I also mentioned earlier how awful the baby boomers were, an entire generation that turned to the dark side, except that they didn't all turn to the dark side. There were plenty of baby boomers who met Gaia and moved forward. They tuned in, they turned on, and they dropped out. They ate mushrooms, consumed LSD, smoked weed, practiced free love, and reshaped their own DNA, and more importantly, their conscien- consciousness got bent into new forms. Here's something the scientists won't tell you, because really, how could they? Consciousness transfer is every bit as important as genetic transfer. A parent's consciousness is every bit as inherited as their DNA. But here's the biggest kick. Consciousness transfer is never-ending process, and it isn't reliant on blood relations. Have you ever noticed that when you're with a group of people who think differently than you do, that your opinions start to change and form into a form that's more like theirs? That's the consciousness pool. Your reality is shaped by the reality of those around you. That's the reason that religious movements are born and spread, among other things. It's the reason why good ideas happen simultaneously at distant points on the globe. And the consciousness pools, they aren't exactly physical. So they're not constrained by the same physical properties as physical things are. Now, Gaia wasn't a tyrant. She gave her creations free will, but she also shaped and encouraged them towards her overall plan and design. Mystics and hippies have been tapping into that shit for centuries. The aberrant consciousness pools were never really a problem because they were geographically limited and overall not too damaging to her and her endgame. That started to change with the baby boomers, though. Technology allowed them to form much bigger consciousness pools. The rogue consciousness pools got bigger and bigger, and this led to problems. Around the time of World War I, she saw the problem beginning. Roads and efficient transport were shrinking her working consciousness pools and growing the rogue consciousness pools. Simple enough, she tweaked one of the smallest life forms, a virus, and killed millions while the humans killed each other. Now Gaia took no pleasure in watching her creations destroyed. Once the process began, however, it was difficult to stop. The rogue pools were impossible to destroy. They could go dormant, but all it would take was a new charismatic human to open them up again. World War II propaganda machines caused her to take note even further, and the increasing use of radio and television to create huge negative pools of greed, envy, lust, and pride, these things were not helpful to her. She had encouraged Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, and scores of other mystics. She talked with them, taught them, given them charismatic boosts of the energy, and then watched as their movements and teachings were perverted, twisted, and used for the opposite of what she'd intended them. In the chaos following the Second World War, she brought the teachings together and encouraged the use of psychedelics, opioids, and marijuana to open humans up to her message. Many of them heard, from the commune makers to the Back to the Lander movement, the hitchhikers and the American Hindus and Buddhists. They heard, they saw, they responded. By the middle of the 1960s, children were being born with drastically rewired consciousness. They were permanently connected to the Gaia pools. The children of the Elders and the Boomers, they weren't the same as their parents. Many of the Boomers themselves were no longer the same as the rest of their cohort, and they watched in disbelief as their fellows tuned out, turned off, and climbed back in the god-awful machine of capitalism that the Rogue Pools had created. The children, as they grew, suffered from a complete and total cognitive dissonance as their parents turned away from the values that they were given and became the Baby Boomers. So it's not really fair to call the Grateful Dead a bunch of baby boomers. It's not fair to refer to those who are still woke, or even those recently woken, as baby boomers. Just as it's not fair to refer to those younger gens absorbed into the chaos pools as anything other than boomers. The words simply don't exist to make sense of it, so we must adapt the words that we have. We will simply call them what we've already been calling them. Those absorbed into the chaos pools will call boomers, regardless of age, race, religion, or other physical data. I understand that this will be offensive to many, but I don't really care. At this period in time, it makes sense for Boomer to be an offensive insult. So on the one side of things, you have the Boomers and their god king, President Donald J. Trump. On the other side, you have those in the Gaia pools, whom we'll just call Gaius. They too were made up of people from all generations, all walks of life, religions, and races. But really, they were all the same race, the human race. The Gaius didn't have a leader. There was no flag to rally to, and there was no military ready to kill for them. But they had Gaia on their side, as well as many children, and a guy named Bob. And that was really all that mattered.